Why are team sports important for children? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 68 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that striving for team success ensures the tide rises for all. That's a true partnership. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Avraham and Sarah once sent their servant Eliezer to Sodom to see how their nephew Lot was faring. Eliezer arrived in Sodom and encountered a poor man begging for alms. Sodom was notorious for its stinginess. They wouldn't share their possessions with anyone, but the poor man was persistent and wouldn't take no for an answer. The Sodomite from whom he was asking for alms grew impatient and was about to strike the man when Eliezer stepped in between them. As a result, Eliezer found himself with a wound to the head, which bled heavily. He chastised the man and accused him of assault. On the contrary, replied the Sodomite, I've just performed a service for you. I've let your blood. Now pay me for my service. Are you kidding me? Eliezer responded incredulously. No, I'm not, said the man. You owe me. If you don't pay, I'll see you in court. Oh, indeed you shall, Eliezer replied. And off they proceeded together. They entered the courtroom and Eliezer told his story to the judge, expecting a ruling for damages in his favor. Sure enough, just as the sodomite had predicted, instead of a judgment for damages, the judge agreed that Eliezer must pay for the bloodletting. Eliezer heard this ludicrous ruling, walked right up to the judge and hit him. Shocked and attempting to stop the bleeding with his sleeve, the judge asked, what was that about? No need to thank me for the bloodletting, Eliezer responded. Just take the payment that you owe me and pay it to this gentleman here, and we'll call it even. Previously, the Mishnah stated that if a young girl was betrothed, her father and groom had the power to annul her vows together. If the father annulled but the groom didn't, or the groom annulled but the father didn't, the vow is not annulled. Today's stuff discusses whether each has power over half of the vow, or if they are joint partners over the entirety of the vow. Let's look at the Gemara. They pose the query, does a husband sever his share of the vow, or does he weaken the force of the entire vow? Under what circumstances do we raise the query? For example, where she vowed not to derive benefit from two olives, and her husband heard and nullified the vow for her, and she ate them. If we say that he severs his share of the vow, nullifying half of the prohibition, then one of the olives remains completely forbidden, and she is punished. If we say that he weakens its force, it is now merely a prohibition. Explains the run. The husband only annuls as a partner with the father. When he annuls his part, does he sever his half, meaning that he cuts off half of the vow entirely and nullifies it, leaving the other half in its original strength completely unweakened? Or is the vow weakened, i.e. rather than saying the vow is cut in half, and that half is nullified while the other half remains intact, might we say that the annulment of the husband weakens the entire vow? Let's analyze the Gemara. When assets are held in partnership, how do we view that ownership structure? Are the partners like individual shareholders, each owning a specific piece of the company that is exchangeable on its own? Or are the partners joint owners in the whole entity without the ability to break it down into smaller units, such that any partial transaction would weaken the asset overall? When Hashem created human beings, He asked us to become partners with Him in the creation and perfection of the world. But it takes maturity to appreciate how to become a partner with the Almighty. We all begin life treating the earth as individual shareholders. When we're born, we view our place in the universe as Adam did when he was created. He looked around at all the beautiful creations and exclaimed, The world was created for me. It was all about number one. Until, of course, God demonstrated to him that if he desired companionship, it would entail giving up a part of himself, literally and figuratively. 
And similarly for each of us, as we grow into adulthood, the hope is that we increasingly become more communal and societal creatures. With time, we should start to realize that every action has an impact on those around us. We are joint owners of this universe and everything we do has the power to strengthen or weaken the partnership. Our natural tendency is to break down matters of ownership and maintain that what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. But our sages teach that such was the attitude in Sodom. Contrary to popular belief, when we strive to contribute and strengthen others, only then can we be assured of a rising tide for all. The best employees are the ones who aren't thinking about how they can excel in their personal careers and soar through the ranks. They think of the company in terms of we and strive to make the organization shine. When you make that your attitude, you will suddenly find yourself getting promoted even without ever having sought it. And that should be our attitude to family life, to communal life, and ultimately to societal life. It's why we encourage our kids to get involved in team sports. Playing on a team is one of the best ways to learn early in life the importance and power of shifting one's focus from personal individual success to the success of the group. Hopefully, having learned the lessons of teamwork, they'll come home and understand the importance of helping around the house without being nagged. Imagine that we lived in a society where everyone picked up the trash from the street because he felt it reflected poorly on the team. Be a good example for your children and raise them to understand that they are joint owners of the world around them. May you merit to become a partner with Hashem in the ownership and maintenance of his beautiful universe, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.